Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream that Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 22 of the Hoopers Log through CLNS Radio on a TNT Thursday, Thursday, December 3rd. Welcome on into the Hoopers Log. It is 3rd of December. Yes, only 22 days away from Christmas. It is going to be one heck of a night in the NBA. we got six games on the schedule for tonight. Nine games from the NBA last night. A couple of upsets in the world of college basketball and a couple of topics we need to get to today. And uh, so many things to get to today in the world of basketball. Uh, should be a good show. I got Andrew Norris on the line. Andrew, how's it going, man? What's up? How's your day been so far? Oh, it's been good. It's been busy, Chris, but it's nice to uh, get to talk some basketball for a little while. It's always nice in the middle of my work day. Absolutely. It's uh, it's, it's one of those days where uh, there's just a lot that happened today in the world of basketball. Uh, we're going to get to it here in just a moment. Again, my name is Simo Buckets. I have a website com is the website. Also, uh, this is the Hooper's Log episode 22 here on the Daily Edition here on through CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. Again, one more time, 323-642-1558. Again, uh, we also have uh, our Facebook page, the Hooper's Log uh, www.facebook.com slash the Hoopers Log. You'll find it there. Uh, we do we do our uh, our recaps of each day on there. And last night was no exception. There was some outstanding performances again. John Wall, Reggie Jackson went off. We'll get to those in just a moment. Uh, are you ready to get it going, Andrew? Let's go. Let's get it all done. Right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. Golden Warriors on Del Curry night in Charlotte. This team, this was game of the night from the standpoint of, look, every single night this game, this team plays, it's pretty much a much watch from the perspective of, look, will they lose? How much longer are they going to go? What will they do? What will Steph Curry do? What's going to happen? Steph Curry, whiteboard the performance, 40 points, 50, excuse me, 53 on the whiteboard for the performance scale. Five assists, three rebounds. This guy went off last night in honor of his dad in Charlotte. The Golden State Warriors are now 20-0. and 0. They are un- 116-99 was the score last night. This game wasn't even close. It, the score was not indicative of what actually how the score was. This was a 20-point game the entire night. Look, it's getting to the point now, Andrew, with this Golden State Warrior team where I'm starting to wonder – 
you know, we've talked about what their schedule looks like coming up and potentially where they could go from here. Their next game is going to be on, I mean, they don't play until the next time they play a basketball game, I don't believe is until Sunday. And that's against the Nets. This is looking like a situation where the Golden State Warriors aren't going to lose until Christmas. I don't believe in conspiracy theories when it comes to the NBA anymore because obviously there's no refs in the NBA, at least from what we know, that don't that don't call games. But this team is 20-0. and 0. It's getting to the point of where you're starting to think, is this team really like this dominant? Charlotte has looked amazing in some games this year, some. And at home, geared up, ready to go, you know, ready to play the best basketball. And they get absolutely shredded. Are the Golden State Warriors a team that maybe there's something going against them? Are they this good? Are they also redefining the game where maybe rules need to be changed for the NBA? Because 20-0 and is pretty much unfair with how well this team's playing. Andrew, what did you see from this one? Uh, they are this good. But they aren't gonna be this good forever, okay? When you're when you're twenty and zero, uh, you're you're in a streak of just dominance. I mean, we saw the Heat win what I think it was twenty eight yes. in a row. Um, twenty seven. Now they weren't as dominant in that in that streak as the Warriors have been in this one. Um, Warriors are now at twenty four, so they're only three game games away. Actually, um, if you go back to last season. That yeah. Heat team wasn't as dominant, but you saw. I mean, these teams, no matter what kind of streak, it's still the National Basketball Association. You're still going against the best of the right. best every night. Steph Curry, I, at least I don't think is going to. I don't think he's going to average 33 points a game this entire year. Uh, Harrison Barnes got Barnes got nicked up for three games. You mean to tell me the way Draymond Green plays, he's going to play all 82 games? Um. You know, no way. I, and actually, they do play Saturday. They play against the Raptors Saturday. Okay, um, yeah, I, I actually, I I have them losing that game. So I'm crazy. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but again, I have to predict against them every single game until they lose because I promised myself I would. Uh, but yeah, they yeah. they are the dominant right now. Uh, it's not going to last the whole season. Sure, they could make a run at that at that Bulls team. They could. It's that simple. They they have the pieces. They have the teamwork. They have the chemistry. They have the confidence. They have the, the the. I hate this word, but they have the swagger. They got they got yeah. it all, man. Uh, and this is just a team that they have one team to compete with, I think, in the West, and that's the Spurs. But even then, right now, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you brought up a good point, and this is something I wanted to mention about the Miami Heat from 2012-2013 look people who this is the thing I don't could get about people who compare teams and people are comparing this team to the Bulls from 96 90 or 97-96 or excuse me 95-96 and this Golden State Warrior team people forget so fast and it's only been it's only been 2 3 years 2 years since they won the since they won the title in 2013 it's been 2 years and this team, well, three years really, uh, going into the season. But the the Miami Heat in 2012-2013, people forget, that was the greatest LeBron James I think we've ever seen. Yeah, you can make the case LeBron James in the postseason last year was better, and I, I probably agree with that. But from the standpoint of being involved in the team 
the the team's overall mesh of how they worked in that year in 2012, 2013, that was the greatest LeBron James we've ever seen in the most efficient, the most dominant, the most athletic, the most, I think, the most intelligent LeBron James at that time when it came to the overall team scheme. LeBron really last year just put five guys on his back or, or, or 11 guys on his back and tried to will them into the postseason, which you can do in the Eastern Conference from time to time, which you can see, obviously, with the injuries to Kyrie Irving and the injuries to Kevin Love. When that was the case, he had to carry that team, and he did an unbelievable job. And Statistically, he was over-the-top, outrageously good. But when it comes to that team in Miami in 20, that bench, I, you can make the case, and I've said this multiple times, you can make the case that that bench in Miami in 2012-2013 was one of the greatest benches we've ever seen. Don't sit here and tell me that this Golden State Warrior team at 20-0 and 0 could walk into Miami in 2012-2013 and have a shot. Now, their starting lineup, I agree. They have a shot. Their bench, it, it, it's great. It is very good. Their bench is very good. A lot of guys on that starting lineup in Golden State. But see, this is the thing. We're comparing the past with this team. That's the only thing this team can compete with right now. They're light years ahead of everyone else. But that that Heat team back in 2012-2013, that bench, I watched them in game in a couple of games in, in the playoffs in 2012-2013. They were down by like 10 points in the fourth quarter, and that bench willed them to like 17 and two runs. And it was ridiculous how good they were. And it was a common thing. It was like you knew the moment Birdman, the moment, uh, the moment Mario Chalmers, the moment Norris Cole, the moment, the moment that bench came in the ball, Shane Battier, the moment that team came into the ball game, you knew it was over. Like it, just, it felt like the tide would change. The crowd atmosphere would change when they came in. Their effort was through the roof. I mean, they weren't obviously the most talented bench, but when it came to effort, I have never seen outside of maybe the Lakers about five years ago the kind of effort I saw from that type of bench in that Miami Heat team. This this Warrior team, and granted, this is the regular season. It's a whole different ballgame. We don't know what they're going to play like in the postseason yet, so we can't define this season completely. But when it comes to this team overall, 24 in a row, no joke. They're approaching that Heat mark already. Let's just say it like it is. Let's talk about them in the Heat form first. Then let's start talking about them in the in the Bulls form. Then we can start talking about them in the Lakers form. I'm not saying the Lakers were better than the Bulls in 95-96, the 80s Lakers. I'm talking about the, the streak-wise, like winning streak-wise. And what the Bulls did in 95-96 was through the entire season. So I guess we should just talk about them through Miami Heat, Lakers, then Bulls, if we want to go through that uh, chronological order. Because that's what this team's doing. They're only competing with history right now. Everyone else in the league is just – is just really like two or three steps behind them. They're just not. They're just not up to what par what they're doing right now, and it's unbelievable what we're saying. Again, the Golden State Warriors getting the win, one sixteen to ninety nine. A couple other games, real quick. The Los Angeles Lakers getting the win over the Washington Wizards. What the heck is up with this Wizards team? They just they just beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then they lose to the Lakers the next day with Kobe Bryant giving thirty one. What the heck is going on? John Wall thirty four points, eleven assists. Seven rebounds, two steals, and a 65 on the whiteboard performance scale. An outrageous performance, but they lose. I don't understand what's going on in Washington, Andrew. Uh, when when you beat the Cavs, especially, well, a lot of people might disagree, but I think that uh, the Wizards are a bad team. Uh, I think they're on the verge of being a playoff team. I don't know if they're even a playoff team right now. Um, yeah. When you beat one of the best teams in the NBA when you're a bad team, Takes so much out of you. Got to give a you got to give fourth quarter close game effort the entire game. 
because uh, the Cavs yeah. did not look terrible the second half on offense, but they the, the Wizards mm-hmm. just kept making shots and making shots. They were moving and moving. You know, and then you got the Lakers who are coming off the embarrassing loss to uh, Philadelphia. I mean, you, you lose to a team that's 0-18. You're in the history books as the team who got beat by the team that if you beat them, they were one game away from the worst start of all time. Um, now, the, on top of that, you got vintage Kobe. He looked outstanding. It was cool to see. Uh, you, yeah, you know, you got... You got a good version. You got good Jordan Clarkson. Who it seems pretty yes. rare to not get good Jordan Clarkson. And you got a tired Wizards team. Uh, John Wall looked tremendous again. Scored another thirty-four points, I think. Um, you know he, he he's been really stepping it up on the offensive end. But I mean, every road game for the Lakers now is a home game. The crowds are there right. for Kobe, which is so. I remember going last year to the Pistons versus Lakers game. And Kobe was like one for eleven from the field, three points, and he went to the free throw line. And the Palace was chanting MVP, and I almost walked out because I was so annoyed and so angry that my yeah. fans could go to a game and root for the other team. Fan, you know, and I, I get it right now, but that feeling is going to affect those players when you go to a game in your hometown, even when a right. legend's retiring, and your your fans are all rooting for the other team. That that would get to just about anybody who cares enough, you know. If you really care and really want to do good for your city, that would that would get to just about anybody. So I think it was a mix of all those things, um, and it's a it's a shame because John Wall's been stepping up his offensive game on the scoring part so much. Now, on a side note, with this, I am not saying that the Warriors are excuse me the Wizards are doing this. I don't think the Wizards are doing this at all, but. It makes you creep into the back of your mind. This team last year with the Wizards, and I know they had Paul Pierce, but Paul Pierce doesn't make your team immensely better. We're we're seeing that right now in L.A. and, and with the Clippers. But this Wizards team is now seven and nine, and we're looking at a team where the Eastern Conference is not where it used to be. I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be. It's getting to a point where we're starting to have more respect for the Eastern Conference. Maybe the Wizards are trying to play good enough or they're trying to implement and show that they have a weakness somewhere. I think this Wizards team has an alternative motive this year. How can you be this inconsistent? And I know, again, like you mentioned, they played Cleveland the other night, and that's tough. That's not going to be an easy feat. But they have a better backcourt than Cleveland as of right now. And we're talking right now, not you know two months from now when Kyrie and Amon Shumpert are back. We're talking right now. And this is a top three backcourt in the NBA. Uh, and, and I don't think it's a debate because Bradley Beal, when healthy, and John Wall, as you've seen as of late, when he's on, you're looking at one of the better point guards in the NBA, and, and Bradley Beal can shoot it like no other. And I don't understand how they're this inconsistent. And I feel like, and I know this is a big-time conspiracy theory, but I, I feel like it's, it's, it's something to mention. Maybe this Washington team's trying to – you know, show a weakness and try and get a guy like Ben Simmons. I'm not trying to sit here and say they're going to be like the Lakers or the Sixers and, and get that one, one spot. I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to make a case of, look, if we can't get Kevin Durant, which, again, I think they're in play to try to get him, 
then maybe Ben Simmons is is the other option, or at least someone like Ben Simmons. There's a couple other guys out there in the in the world of college basketball who are Ben Simmons like. Now, no one's going to be like Ben Simmons when they come into the NBA. But what I'm trying to say is, is when it comes to small forward positions, maybe this team's trying to kind of weasel their way into a better better draft position to make some moves to get the number one spot and maybe even try and grab Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and become an absolute monster powerhouse over the next five years. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If you, can you imagine if Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant were on the same team? You're talking about it's unfair. And John Wall and Bradley Beal, that's not fair. Like, that's just – that, that gets to a point where it's – what's up? Thing, the, I don't think the NBA rigs the lottery every year. This is one of those years they're rigging it. Um, the Lakers are getting better yeah. than them. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the Lakers. I don't see any other way. Yeah. I mean, and that's – from a business standpoint, that's a smart thing to do. I hate it, but from a business, business standpoint, I can't fault it. Right. I agree with you. I 100% agree. I think I think if you don't let Ben Simmons go to the Los Angeles Lakers, you're crazy. This is the best market in the NBA, I mean, outside of the New York Knicks, and then there's no way the Knicks are getting him. They have Chris Stapps Porzingis, which they're high on now. I mean, they're playing Chris Stapps Porzingis highlight reels and uh, mixtapes on ESPN for commercials. I mean, they're clearly in line with what they got there in New York. But L.A., as we know, with Kobe Bryant leaving, Ben Simmons is stepping right in line to the next ordeal of having that. And if Kobe says he wants to stay a part of that L.A. team, what better mentor than to have Kobe Bryant help Ben Simmons improve in this league and know what to do from 19 to 38. That's the, that's what Ben Simmons can learn from, and he can learn from the best at that. Game of the night, though. Game of the night, and I know you want to talk about this one, Andrew. Phoenix Suns and Detroit Pistons. This was game of the night. Detroit won 127 to 122, and Reggie Jackson with performance of the night. 34 points, 16 assists, three rebounds, and a 69 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. One Step step away from being a star with the performance. I mean, we might as well just give it to him. That was an unbelievable performance last night by Reggie Jackson in a victory over the Phoenix Suns. And uh, this team is now back to ten and nine. They're 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 again they're they're going to be look like a win one lose one type of team. But if they can just hang around that five hundred area and find a way to sneak into the postseason again, who's going to be able to match up with with Andre Drummond down low and the fiery. Uh, of, of Reggie Jackson, you're talking about you're talking about a team now. Again, when it comes to talking more down the stretch of what this team looks like, they're a team with 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 the with a matchup uh, situation that they have down low. They're one of the more scary teams. What'd you see from this one last night, Andrew? And what's your take on Reggie Jackson's performance against the two guard combo in Phoenix? This game, it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions. I am one who, when I see my teams losing, um. I mean, uh, any game. I don't care if they're 15-2 uh, and two and this loss is meaningless. I instantly go into just a bad mood. I mean, I, I'm watching this in my basement last night, and, you know, the, the game's going on. The fourth quarter hits. I'm like, okay, we're down nine. Uh, we got a chance. And all of a sudden, Brandon Knight hits a three, and I think John Luer hit a little – he drove the lane. Who had a good game? John Luer were 20 points. Yeah. Um he he drove the lane and threw a dunk down and all of a sudden it was it was 14 and i i have a little pull out bed in my basement and i just laid on it and i was like you know what, screw this they lost a game they should have won it happened whatever i you know and i was just kind of in a bad mood and then all of a sudden like you know you you start to watch and this pistons team kind of has like a god mode 
they go into and they're going to yes. come back in fourth quarters yes. where they will stop you every single time and they'll score just enough. But, I mean, they will stop you every time. Um, now, it, the the Suns didn't get stopped every time towards the end of the quarter. Uh, they had 23 in the quarter. Most of those were in the last probably two minutes. But, you know, this team would stop, and then you got a couple big threes. All of a sudden it was six, then it went back to eight. And then you got a few more stops and a three and a couple drum and dunks and offensive rebounds, and it just all went down. And then all of a sudden, 14 seconds left. Down to Andre Drummond, 38% free throw line or free throw shooter, steps to the line, bada bing, bada boom. He hits them both. I mean, I was. I was going nuts with 14 seconds left. Yeah. All that came to my mind was Shaq saying, I hit him when I had to, I hit him when I had to, I hit mm-hmm. him when I had to. Yep. And, you know, I saw the, the Suns go down. Eric Bledsoe took a bad shot, but it looked like it was going in. Bounced out. Drummond got the rebound, and right there it was like, well, they, they're going to win this game. No way. Momentum says they can't. But, I mean, when Reggie Jackson goes in attack mode, he might be a top seven point guard right now, maybe top five. He's averaging 20 points. Seven assists, four rebounds, and a steal. That's that's all star. I can't think of yep. any East point guards off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm forgetting one that's playing better than John Wall. Him. You know, like <clears throat> you have to, John Wall's not playing better than him. Not even close. Maybe the last two games, mm. not this season. Right, right. I don't, I don't think I, mean. I don't think he's even been in been in uh, Reggie's league. I mean, his team lost to the Lakers last night for. Right. True. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Reggie Jackson lost the Lakers, too. I mean, John Wall's averaging <laughs> 18.4, 7.9, and 3.8 on a lower field goal percentage. Uh, I mean, they're close, but I don't think I don't think John Wall's affected his team the way Reggie Jackson has. Um, yeah. I mean, Reggie Jackson put up 34 and 16 last night. You know the last piston to do that? Take a guess. Chauncey Billups. Billups. Isaiah Thomas. In 1988, wow. 1988 was the last time a Pistons player did that. Now, last year we saw a 2020 game from Reggie Jackson and Brandon Knight, but I'd take 34-16 over 2020 all day. Um, yeah, now, this, absolutely. This team's just fun. This team's got a pretty favorable schedule coming up in the next five games. And, you know, they're in the bad part of their schedule as far as back-to-back or game one, game, no game, game, no game is how it goes, like I said, for about 20, 20 days. When they get towards the end of December, watch out. This team could take off and prove that there may be this. And that, you know, this is home. I might sound like a homer, but I watch every second of these games. They might be the second best yeah. team in the Eastern Conference. Well, we'll see you come later on in December, and uh, if they can find a way to hang in through this tough stretch. You never know. Like you said, they can get onto a hot streak if they get a favorable schedule, a lot like the uh, Golden State Warriors have over this first month and a half. You're looking at a potential uh, team in Detroit who could uh, leap through the standings in the Eastern Conference. Well, quickly, let's go through some of these other games. Philadelphia and New York Knicks last night. The Knicks get the win 99-87 over the Philadelphia 76ers. They're now 1-19. and uh, Toronto and Atlanta, one of the better matchups of the night. Toronto getting the victory now, twelve and seven. Toronto, or excuse me, Atlanta is now twelve and eight. Or excuse me, twelve and nine. Uh, Toronto getting the victory, ninety-six, eighty-six. They're gearing up. Uh, Kyle Lowry, thirty-one points and five assists. Kyle Lowry, not quite a whiteboard performance, but an outstanding performance. They're gearing up. They're gearing up to face the Golden State Warriors on Saturday night. They're getting ready. They're getting themselves warmed up, playing the Hawks the way they played. 
I'm telling you, I think you and I are on the same page. I think the Golden State Warriors streak will end on Saturday. Uh, and then you have also the Denver Nuggets and the Chicago Bulls. Pau Gasol, retro-worthy performance, retro-worthy performance, as in whiteboard-worthy, but a retro type. 26 points, 19 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 blocks, 55 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. An unbelievable performance by a big man, similar to what Andre Drummond's been doing all season long. New Orleans Pelicans in, in Houston. Obviously, Houston found a way to get a victory, 108-101. to 101. I'll talk about them in just a moment. I have a little bit of a rant that I want to go on that I want Andrew to respond to. And then Milwaukee getting just getting stomped by the Spurs. The Spurs are now 15-4 and four on this young season. They're on pace to win 60 games this year. I know Andrew said 49, but 60 is the pace as of right now. They're doing an outstanding job playing the teams that they're supposed to beat, and they're beating them handily. 95-70 over the Milwaukee Bucks. And then Paul George. Yes, the, the Los Angeles Clippers in L.A. could not beat the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are now 12-5, and five, one game back, half game back, excuse me, of the Cleveland Cavaliers early on in this season. 103-91, to 91. Paul George, his fourth straight game of 30-plus points. He went 31 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and a 52 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. And the Pacers get the victory 103 to 91 over the Clippers. They're for real. They've won six in a row now after starting six and five on the young season. They are now 12 and five, and they're looking like a formidable team in the Eastern Conference. What do you see from this Indiana team? I know you mentioned them a couple days ago, but what are you seeing from them and what they've done over these last couple of games, these last, this last week and a half? Paul George just continues to prove he's the MVP of the league right now. Uh, another 31 points, another 10 rebounds. I mean, he has been tremendous uh, just tremendous and you know something I noticed yesterday I spoke on how Anthony Davis hasn't been willing his team to victory uh like he should Paul George willed his team this time you know and he, he put up a great performance in the second half and if you go over to that to that Pelicans game uh I had Anthony Davis in FanDuel last night so that's the only reason I know his first half numbers but uh he had 20 and 10 I believe going out of the first half it's finished with 29 and 13. If you're in a close game and you want to be a legitimate contender or even a 500 team right now, you can't go. Your best player can't have nine points and three rebounds in the second half. And you know they they lost this game in the fourth quarter. It was I believe Houston had a two point lead going into the fourth, and then Davis just continued right. not to show up. So it, it was it was really disappointing. Do you know basketball? Prove it at FanDuel.com. Play against your friends anytime on FanDuel. Head-to-heads and private leagues have never been easier. Again, as you just mentioned, a great player in Paul George coming in, having 31 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. There's not that big of a selection tonight. There's only six games in the NBA, but still a pretty hefty, hefty night considering it's a Thursday. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code CELTICS and sign up now. When you try FanDuel right now, you'll also get a special no-lose offer on your first league. Enter a FanDuel league now, and if you don't win any prize in your first contest, we'll refund your entry up to $10. Just deposit play, and if you don't win, we'll refund your first entry up to $10 back into your FanDuel account for additional play. Go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone, and use the promo code CELTICS. That's FanDuel.com promo code. Celtics. And you mentioned Paul George and his performance last night. And the one thing I wanted to, I got, I had a crazy comparison last night. It's actually not a bad comparison considering over the last couple of years. And I know Paul George was gone last year, but after Kevin Durant's MVP season in 2013, 2014, 
people last night were starting to make comparisons on a pretty popular Facebook page about the NBA. Is Paul George right now better than Kevin Durant? Now, people were making the comparison of, look, I made the comparison and said, look, Paul George right now, right now is better than Kevin Durant. Now, career-wise, if they both retired right now, uh, no. Kevin Durant is better just because he has an MVP. He's been to the NBA Finals. He's won scoring titles. The guy is a better player overall in his career. Now, if we're talking right now, though, Paul George, clearly way better than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can barely stay healthy to save his life right now. Would you say that's correct? Would you say that right now Paul George is better than Kevin Durant? This is a this is a hard question to answer because right, you, know, you right. look at one you look at one end and you got Kevin Durant's clearly the better offensive player even though Paul George has been put up putting up ridiculous offensive numbers, but Paul George is so far ahead defensively. Um, yeah, I, I think Kevin Durant's the better player by a little bit, not by a ton. Yeah, uh, Paul George has got to do this for a longer stretch of time. But if I, I mean if I'm starting a franchise right now, I'm taking Paul George. I'm not going to take this six foot eleven guy who has foot injuries. But as far as if I'm having a game seven right now, give me Kevin Durant. I'll take I'll take Kevin Durant over Paul George. And and it's close. You're not going to go wrong either way. Uh, if you're playing FanDuel tonight, make sure you pick Kevin Durant. He's one of my three locks that yes. I give before I go. But uh, he, you know, this is and I got to go here in actually a quick minute pretty soon. But I. I I would take Paul George to start my team with, but I think Kevin Durant's a better player. Well, before you go, we have some breaking news on the on. Well, I wouldn't call it breaking news. I would just call it. I would just call it. Uh, you know, it's news. Uh, well, well, I, I guess it is breaking news. There's the button. Uh, Rudy Gobert is out indefinitely on a grade two sprain MCL left knee. You knew I was going to get you on this one. No surgery required. And uh, I wanted to hear you. You said you had a prediction of him being Player of the Month in December. I know he's injured. I know he's got the chance to still play well. But considering this injury, how much longer do we think he's going to be out? I know we're going to have Tony Jones on the show here in the next week or so. But what do you see for this team with him being out? Well, I know when Marcus Gasol had the same injury, he missed six weeks. Uh, now, you don't want to just go ahead and say, okay, six weeks, because one's tall and lengthy, one's tall and kind of stronger, got a lot more meat on his bones. Uh, different different styles of play. One's more finesse. Rudy Gobert is more. I'm going to get in there and bang around with you. So that could keep him out a little bit longer because you have to be able to play your style of basketball, especially when you're a player like him or you're almost useless. Um, I, you know, you don't ever want to make assumptions. A lot of the time when the team's best player gets in here, uh, they'll go on a little mini run. And that would be huge yeah. if the Jets win rattle off maybe 7 out of 10 to start and then go 500 the rest of the time. Then I think they make it feel yeah. pretty good, but this team could really see some bad. You need you need Derek Favors and you need Alex Burks to be pretty yes. close star level players. They gotta be towards Gordon Hayward levels uh, in play. They have to they gotta make their shots at a high percentage, and Derek Favors has really gotta rebound the ball. Yeah, that's what's going to have to happen for them. Okay, give us your FanDuel locks and then give us your picks of the night before you get out of here. All right, I got three FanDuel locks. Two of them I just mentioned. The one, obviously, I said Kevin Durant. Um, you know, he's just I, – and I, I rarely do this in FanDuel, but a gut feeling he's going to explode. And, the, you know, you got you got Dang on him, who's not a good defender, and then he's going to take it to the rookie uh, in 
Justice Winslow. Justice my, other Winslow. Lock, my other lock would be uh, Mr. Derek Favors, who I also just mentioned. I think he knows he's got to step up in this game. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to go out and have maybe a 20 and 10 night, something you don't see from him a lot. He's more of a 15 and 8, 16 and 9 guy. Um, and then my third lock is DeMar DeRozan. I love him against younger teams like the Denver Nuggets are because he's a workhorse. Teams struggle against workhorses. Um, he can yeah. he can really take it to young people who don't understand what going 100% for the whole game is. And then my value pick is another Utah Jazz in Trevor Booker. Um, he's obviously going to yeah. get more, more minutes tonight with, you know, Rudy Gobert gone. That makes the uh, – he, he might actually get the start. At power forward, I wouldn't be surprised to move Derek Favors to the five. But he's only 4,000 on FanDuel tonight. This is a guy who, when he gets minutes, if you look, against New Orleans, he got 38 minutes. He went for 13, 15, three assists and three blocks and two steals. He's a good player. Wow. Uh, $4,000 yeah. tonight, that is my pick of the night. Uh, as far as the NBA games, though, I'll go rapid fire here. See, this is where I get lucky that my dad's my boss because if I'm five minutes late for more, all I'd be yelled at. I'm not going to get fired. Hopefully he's not listening. Uh, um, and then, all right, we get the Thunder and the Heat. I'm taking the Thunder. Kevin Durant is going to go off. Uh, they're getting, yeah. they're giving three and a half points. Out, or, uh, I don't know if they're getting or giving ESPN likes to excuse me on this. Uh, but I'll take the Thunder in that yeah. one even with the spread. I think the Raptors, easy. Uh, I think the Jazz yeah. are going to have a little bit of, you know, that That's a fun that game. Winning. Yeah, that is a fun game. Uh, Victor Oladipo versus Alec Burks. Talk about some athleticism. Uh, Derek Favors versus Vucevic. That's that's going to be a two very skillful players. Uh, but I think the Jazz are going to ride what I just said. When their best player gets injured, they're going to win a couple games. Spurs, Grizzlies. Um, I got the Grizzlies shocking. Uh, no reason behind this just be besides that there's got to be an upset somewhere. Pacers Trailblazers. It's in the grindhouse. So. Yeah, yeah. Pacers Trailblazers. Um, you know, the Pacers gave a lot last night. I got the Trailblazers just edging them out another upset. Then Celtics Kings, I got the Kings blowing out the Celtics tonight. I know you guys don't like wow. the hands on CLNS, but uh, the Kings Boom. have been playing better. The Kings, are, the Kings are working as a team, and George Carl stepped in. Sure, he had a rocky road over the summer, but this guy has his team playing the way he wants. He has them playing as a team, and this relationship seems to be really smoothing itself over. All right, Andrew, have a good one. Have a good one at work today. All right, guys. Peace. All right, see you. All right, yeah, that's Andrew Norris there on the show. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to go through a couple of things before we head out of here. NCAA last night, there were some upsets in the world of college basketball. Wisconsin beating number 14 Syracuse in Syracuse, 66-58. to in overtime, a shocking upset considering what Syracuse did last week during Thanksgiving. They won some serious upset games, and then they get beat by Wisconsin. You talk about some back-and-forth parody-level games. There is so much parody in the world of college basketball. It's ridiculous. Butler also beating Cincinnati, number 17 Cincinnati. Butler was ranked early on in the season. They're now unranked, beating Cincinnati at the buzzer, getting a upset there as well. Uh, it's another one of those games where it's like, man, Butler's better than they really are, but they beat Cincinnati, who was ranked. The game of the night in college basketball, though, Louisville at Michigan State. You talk about a game that was outstanding in so many levels. The parity in this game, Louisville's ranked 24th, but you would have thought they were ranked in the top five considering the way they played in this one. Michigan State got the victory 71-67, but trust me, it was a back-and-forth battle. 
from the very beginning. This was an outstanding game. The crowd in Michigan State was subdued most of the game, considering Louisville kept making runs. Louisville kept making runs to keep this game interesting. And considering the way this season has already been looking for college basketball, I would not be shocked come conference play at the end of this month if we started seeing a ton of upsets and a ton of – you might see a lot of 10-loss teams in the, in the uh, in NCAA championship uh, tournament this year. It's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be one of the best tournaments we've had in a long time in 2016. Again, the parity level is ridiculous in college basketball. It's outstanding. All-star jerseys are out in the NBA. They just came out today. My take, I'll give you a quick one. I think they're okay. I think they look good. They represent Toronto well. I'll give them that. They look good from the Toronto perspective. I think the Brooklyn jerseys were better when they played in New York last year. I think they looked way better in uh, the New York fashion. Uh, But I think those jerseys were outstanding. This year's jerseys just not as comparable, but when it comes to representing the city of Toronto, I think they look outstanding. Ben Simmons last night in the world of college basketball, 43 points. And I know they played North Florida. They won 119 to 108. LSU did over North Florida. Ben Simmons, 43 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, five steals, and then three blocks. This guy crazy last night, a 79. 79 on the whiteboard where the performance 79 that's crazy that's almost star level that is, that is star level in the nba unfortunately north florida is not like the best team so i'm not willing to put that on the whiteboard worthy performances i had a quick rant before i head out of here and before i get to my preview of tonight's games and i wanted to say this and, and if you have soft ears i'm not going to curse i can guarantee you that but if you don't agree with this statement just 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 hear me out dwight howard last night Played in a game, 37 minutes uh, as they played against the uh, they they played against the New Orleans Pelicans last night. They won 108 to 101. Dwight Howard apparently last night at the end of the game he already declared going into Friday, two days after the game on Wednesday, that he is out because of rest because he's quote unquote tired. Dwight Howard people is 30 31 years old. The guy is in the prime of his career. He's been injured over the last couple of seasons. Now, granted, you know, last year was kind of a mirage. He missed a ton of games. Ever since this guy left Orlando in 2010, 2011, this guy has been an absolute nutcase and for some reason has just been a guy who seems to seems to try and tread his own his own pace. Last night he he played 37 minutes, had 8 points, 16 rebounds, 3 blocks. Now, 16 rebounds is no joke, but Eight points and three blocks. First of all, Dwight Howard at one point in his career, early on in his career, back when he was about 23-24, was declared the best center in the NBA for a solid three, four-year stretch. No debate. And he's entering the prime of his career, and now he's starting to look like a glass house, a fragile case of just injury-itis. This guy is always injured. He's always out, and he's always finding excuses not to play. Mind you, people, this guy's making more than the share of what the good centers in the NBA are making. He's making probably the most money in the NBA at the center position outside of an Anthony Davis, and the guy does not perform. And obviously DeAndre Jordan's making more money than him too, but he's another level of just sheer disappointment. But Dwight Howard is a joke. He's turned into, and this is no knock on DeAndre Jordan, but he has. He's turned into DeAndre Jordan. He can't shoot free throws. He can't score. He's a lob. If you didn't throw lobs to him, he might get one or two points a game. He's not good at all from the offensive side of the floor. Rebounding, he's fine. 
playing defense, he's okay, but he's not a defensive monster like he was back when he was Orlando in his prime, early on in his career. And he already stating that he's injured, he needs rest, he needs this. It's only December. If it was April, okay, I get you, I understand. But dude, you're only you're not even a quarter way through the season, and you're already asking for rest. Let me just get on a rant about this Houston Rockets team. James Harden last night before the game made a comment that if he plays 40 minutes a game, it's tough. So he's already admitting he's not one of the tougher, better shooting guards in the league. But he's saying playing 40 minutes a night is tough, especially when you want to be efficient on both ends of the court. James. James, 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 James. No, 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 no. James Harden. You got to be kidding me on this, right? You have vines about you. Instagram posts about you on how bad your defense is, and now you're complaining about being efficient on that end of the court? James, you're, you're, you're historically known to be an only offensive threat. Now you're trying to say that you could have played better defense if, you're, if you had the ability to, to, to not play 40 minutes a game? Do you know what player in the NBA is retiring right now at the end of this, at the end of this season who is a legend for playing great on both ends of the court 40-plus minutes a game? That's right, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant makes you look like an absolute scrub, James Harden. you got to be kidding me about this. 40 minutes a game is tough to be efficient on both ends of the court. Maybe you should work on your conditioning. Maybe you should work on your game. Maybe you should actually practice playing defensive stance while practicing to play defense on the other side of the court. You're a joke, James Harden. And Dwight Howard, you're also a joke. This Houston Rockets team is the, most, is the softest, talented team I've ever seen in the NBA. And that's saying something considering there's a team out in L.A. right now known as the L.A. Clippers who are unbelievably talented as well. And Doc Rivers has to find ways to cover up his team's mistakes by talking to the media and saying, oh, well, I don't know about our chemistry issues, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe we just got to, you know, maybe we got to find something else. No, these teams don't have the killer instincts. Both these teams are outstanding in Dwight Howard and, and excuse me, the, the Houston Rockets and the L.A. Clippers. Outstanding talent-wise. When it comes to actually putting together an actual game plan and going out and performing it, they're a joke. Both teams are a joke right now. The Clippers, they're a team that's 10-9, and nine, and the, the, the Houston Rockets are a team that is 8-11. and 11. Both teams are underperforming immensely to what their talent has on their team. They have the best shooting guard in the NBA in the Houston Rockets and James Harden, and he's complaining about minutes. Dwight Howard is asking for rest, and he's supposed to be a top-five center. Blake Griffin can barely get, you know, plus minus of over of, of better than zero. He's playing a golfer's plus minus. He's getting minuses all the time. He's never getting in the plus at category when it comes to his abilities and his capabilities on this team. It's a flat-out joke what both these teams are doing and, and what Dwight Howard did last night by indicating he needed rest for Friday, two games out, two days out. Absolute pathetic and a joke. If players think that these young players coming into the league think that this is acceptable, it's not. It's a flat-out joke to give yourself rest and to think that you need this kind of rest being a professional athlete when you get all of these treatments outside of the basketball court to get help to fix your body to play every night. It's a joke. Dwight Howard, you're soft as Charmin, and I hope you don't go. I hope you just recognize that your career is going down the drain faster than you think with comments like this prior to games, two games out. Pre-game for pre pre pre-game for the night. Uh, we're gonna preview tonight real quick. We got six games on the schedule. Andrew just went through them real quick. Uh, Thunder and Heat are on TNT, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I think I got, I got the Thunder in that one, minus three and a half. Kevin Durant should go off, like like Andrew said. Spurs and Grizzlies on TNT as well. I think the Spurs will win. They're favored by three. They got to get it done, I think. It's going to be in the grindhouse. It's going to be tough, but I got them in that one. Raptors will destroy the Nuggets. They're favored by nine and a half. Take them. 
Jazz and Magic. Should be the funnest matchup of the night, obviously. Both these teams young, talented, and good. I think the Magic will get the victory. They'll plus four on that. The Utah Jazz lost Rudy Gobert. The Magic will take, take advantage with Nikola Vucevic. Pacers and Trailblazers, 12-5 and five are the Pacers. They played outstanding. They're favored by two and a half. Take the two and a half. And then the Celtics and the Kings. I'm going against Andrew Norris. I think the Celtics get the victory. They're favored by one and a half. Take the one and a half. Boston gets the victory over the Kings. Well, we're out of here. we got about a minute left on the show. Thank you again for listening. Uh, episode 23 for Friday will be tomorrow. For Friday, December 4th, 2015, it will be on for tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the basketball tonight. There's a couple of good games. There's some, there's some cool games on NCAA basketball tonight as well, but definitely since it's a TNT Thursday, check out the boys, Kenny, Charles, Shaq. Uh, obviously, uh, you also have uh, Kenny the Jet Smith. Uh, it's going to be a fun time there. It's going to be a fun time there in Atlanta for the boys on TNT. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic night and enjoy the TNT basketball. Peace, everybody.